You're listening to a podcast from Reality Honolulu. For more information or ways to get involved in the life of the church, visit realityhonolulu.com. Thanks for listening. We have a special guest today, a dear brother of mine, uh, Pastor Sean Nakamoto, that's going to be teaching the Word of God this morning. Sean, would you come up? Come on up. So Pastor Sean and his wife, Pastor Hitomi, are a part of LifeSpring, and this is our LifeSpring Ohana, and uh, Sean and I go way back, like seven years, but still, um, when God called my wife and I uh, to plant Reality Honolulu, one of the first things we did was just try to reach out to pastors, ministry leaders on island, pretty much, and see if they would answer my email for a meeting. And Sean was like the very first person that really reached out to me because he knew we were coming. And he's taken me under his wing in many ways and just been a cheerleader, a support, um, just really encouraged us as a church uh, and really welcomed us. And so we're so grateful for you. I'm so grateful for you personally. We're grateful as a church to have you teach and preach today. So excited to have the LifeSpring Ohana join us as well. And so... um, Bring it, brother. Before I introduce my wife, how about a hand for Pastor Riz and Zoe? You know, speaking as a uh, fellow, whatever you call it, senior pastor, lead pastor, it's uh, there's burdens that you don't know of. And he moved his whole family to Hawaii to come and serve the Lord. For this community. So, Riz, I love you, man. Appreciate you a lot. Really do, man. How about that for Riz, everybody? Yeah. So, this is my beautiful partner in crime, lack of a better word, my wife, co pastor, uh, recently licensed Four Square Pastor. He told me I want to just honor her by at least you telling people hi and you can go sit down after. So. <laughs> well, we're excited to be here. Thank you for allowing us to just come in and partner with you guys. We're just excited to see what's going on. And, in your church and within your ohana here. And so just thank you for allowing us to just spend the day with you and just worship the Lord. So just wanted to say that. Thank you, Tommy. You'll hear from her more after. She's, she's got the more important stuff to tell you. But anyway, first and foremost, aloha. aloha. You guys can do it better. Come on, one more time. Ready? Aloha. Good job. Good morning, Reality Honolulu, those that are here and those that are on YouTube. Um, just really, really blessed to be here. I, I'll try to figure out, I think this is my fourth time sharing with this church body. And, you know, as we all know, there's the big church, which is just Jesus and his church. And there's other churches that we just call small churches, whether you're a church of 35 to 40 or a church of 10,000. We are all one church under the body of Christ, right? So good morning. Blessed to be here today. Before I start, a couple of things I want to share. Uh, I want to apologize. I, I noticed on the website last week, on the screen you see it, Pastor Dominic was the guy in the picture, but had my name on the left-hand side. So we kind of look alike, kind of big boy problems. Like I have a fan here because I'm a big boy problem. I need to be cool. But he has hair. I don't have hair. But Pastor Dominic is in Ventura, and I'm here, so sorry. You guys are stuck with me. But I uh, wanted to let you guys know that that's not me. Uh, the next picture is of me, though. And when Riz posted this picture on Instagram this week, I 
I was just gently reminded by the Lord, what a blessing that your church, this thing that you guys call Reality Honolulu, has been to this community. Right, in 2015, and you guys all know them, Jen and John Hansen, I got to meet them. They came out here through a mutual friend talking about there's this guy that wants to come and plant a church in Hawaii, and can you guys help us out? And it was funny, right? I just had met them after a, a loss in my life, and we got to just fellowship and talk story. And then like six to eight months later, this, this young whippersnapper of a dude shows up, and we're having coffee someplace in Kakakla. Is, is that coffee shop still there? It's by, it's by, the, it's by um, the sushi shop, whatever, the, the fish bowl. What's, what's that fish place, Brandy, we go to? Redfish, the coffee shop over there, right? So I think me, you, John, I think Mocho's there, right? They were talking about coming and bringing a church to Hawaii, and they recognize the cultural struggles that are in Hawaii, and you know, they're thinking, here's a white guy coming again to bring the word of God to Hawaii, and his heart wasn't for that. His heart was he had wanted to be and bring the presence of God here in whatever shape or form. So uh, I remember in 2017 summer, you guys had your guys' prayer walk tour, which was a, a, a big footprint of what reality does in the mainland. And I got to hear about reality because my daughter Brandy was at Westmont in 2008, and Reality Santa Barbara was the place to be. Right? I, I never went to it, but I had heard about it. And so I'm thinking it's reality, Honolulu's coming out here. And, and it was just a blessing to be a part of that journey and just welcoming Riz and your church Ohana into here. So uh, I wanted to, in advance, congratulate you on your six-year anniversary happening in October. How about a hand for yourselves? Six years, right? And just know, right, just know, you guys may not see it or know it or feel it. Reality Honolulu has been a blessing to this community. When I say this community, I'm talking about the state of Hawaii. You guys first did that thing up in Manoa, then went to Kaimuki, and now you guys are in the, the lack of a better word, armpit of Honolulu, downtown. Right? There's billions of dollars in those buildings over there, and there's poverty right across the street. That's why it's the armpit. The resources to solve our problems in Hawaii is right here. And Reality Honolulu has taken on that challenge of bringing the spirit of God, the love of God, the love of the Father and the Son of the Spirit into this town. So just know Reality Honolulu. I'm so proud to call you guys friends. I might not know you, but your pastor and I are friends, and he'll always have someone to stand with him in whatever he's doing. So I just want to congratulate you on what you guys are doing and just honor you guys. October's two months away, right? We're already in October, August, September. So congratulations on your six-year anniversary. Um, how about a hand for you guys, right? Once again, just great job. You know, we're a small church, so, you know, when I do messages, it's kind of a little bit different, but I haven't spoken at another church for a while, and that's fine, but I really wanted to see what you guys were doing. And you guys were in this Proverbs series for the last two months, right, Riz? And I got to watch every single message, so I want to make sure that you guys, as a reality Honolulu, understand that your teaching team, Zach, David, Abby, I know David and Abby are doing something in the mainland right now, and Sikaya, I'm sorry if I butchered your name, I'm trying to figure out how to say your name, and Audrey and Riz, what you guys did with the book of Proverbs and how you guys taught that was just amazing. You just didn't teach God's word. You lived it out. You let God's wisdom, God's humility, and I'll call it God's accountability, right? If you do this, then you won't do that. But how you guys taught that and how you guys structured that teaching was awesome. So, so awesome. 
So I want to congratulate and just thank you for you guys that are teaching that. It takes a lot to stand up here and give a message for those of you that haven't done it because you really want the Lord to speak and not you personally to speak. Because it's easy to stand up here and tell you what you guys are all doing wrong because the pastor, we do it wrong first. Trust me. <laughs> the pastors are the worst examples of whatever they're teaching that week because they had to go through it that week to understand what's going on. So I just want to uh, commend you guys, just the teaching team, Zach, um, David, Abby, Sikaya. I'm sorry, I'll get your name right one day. Audrey and Riz, right? Just appreciate you guys. So, Reality, how about a hand for your teaching team? They did awesome. You know, and all of us in our Christian walk during different times, we've all been told to, the best way to get God's word in your heart is to read it, right? And so, you guys do this, but I was told a long time ago to read a proverb a day. There's 31 days, 31 proverbs, 6 out of 12 months of 31 days. And you just read through it every day and let God just ruminate in your heart, right? Because the one thing that I know about Proverbs, the one perfect thing I know about Proverbs is that I ain't perfect. And we never will be. But when we fill our minds and our hearts with God's wisdom and God's hope, the God that you and I serve is so awesome that no matter how broken, how busted up, how dysfunctional we are, he can still use a wretch like you and a wretch like me. For his glory. So once again, Riz, I just commend you guys and the whole teaching team for um, leading us through Proverbs. Uh, before I start, I want to introduce you guys. Met my wife. He told me already. Uh, we have a daughter, Brandy, that some of you know. She's over there sitting in the, the stands. You can put that picture up of our family. He told me and I celebrate our five-year wedding anniversary in two weeks. Uh, pray for her because that's a hard five years. I know that already. <laughs> and she stuck with me for however long we got left on this earth. But and then on the other side of it is our son, Chad. And Chad recently got married a year ago. He lives in Japan. And so we have a heart for Japan. And so we're going to keep Chad and Haruka. His wife is from Japan. So we'll make sure they stay in Japan so we can visit them. But uh, that's my family. And I'm just so blessed that they're uh, here today with us. And hopefully Chad and Haruka see the message. And the last people I want to thank is our Life Spring Ohana. You know, how about my hand for our Life Spring Ohana? Sitting kind of back there. I don't know why they're all sitting in the left side, but that's okay. Maybe it's a football term. Right? We're going to go left side versus right side. But, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate our, our Life Spring Ohana. We celebrate 26 years this September. Uh, pastor Rob Okimura, the founding pastor, is back there. And his wife, Pastor Michelle, is in Hilo doing an amazing conference. If you guys haven't heard of this movement called Explicit Movement, check it out. If you have a kid, whether they're 5 years old, 30 years old, Explicit Movement in the past 10 years have, have, is like right now being recognized to helping us adults with kids how to talk with the sexual issues that's going on, the whole identity issues. It's addressing uh, sex trafficking. It's addressing pornography. If you guys have a chance, check it out. They're doing a great job. My wife, he told me, was there yesterday um, doing her ministry called Deeper Still, which has to do with the wounded heart of abortion. And so, Life Spring Ohana, I appreciate you adopting me into your family three years ago, right? My wife was there from the beginning. And like the Godfather, right? Somehow I just got sucked into Life Spring. I got married into the family, and just a blessing to be with you guys here today. So I love you, Lex Ohana, for being here today. It's unusual, because this is our second time. We, typically, when a pastor goes speaks at another church, they're either on break or someone's, I mean, I just take my whole church wherever we go. Like, I just come. Because then, you know what? I don't have to set up. We don't have to do worship. We just take the whole church and go. And we did it before. We actually went to my friend Sam Kapoor's Voyager Church uh, back in February. Hey, we just go church up in New um, Papakolea. It's just easier, so we just do that. Um, 
But that's the things I want to share with you today and just say thank you. Uh, that's my public service announcement. I know I only got 30 minutes. Uh, it was so funny, right? Audrey talked about being Portuguese. I won't keep you guys here longer than four hours. Um, just kidding. Hey, uh, before we start, let's stand up. I want to pray. Let's just bow our hearts. Father God, we thank you for this beautiful day, Lord. We thank you for the miracle of life. We thank you that we get to come in corporate fellowship, just worshiping you, seeking you, desiring you. Lord, thank you for the grace that you've given each one of us. Thank you for your love that you sent your son to be persecuted, beaten, killed, buried, and risen from the dead for us, Lord. It's your love that sets us free. It's your love that brings us healing. It's your word that gives us wisdom and hope, Father, that you are God. And so, Father, we thank you for this day. We, we thank you for the church, Lord, your church, that as we as churches put down our rights and our agendas and our walls and we come together, Father, that you be glorified, that this ecclesia, Lord, this assembly of your people make you known. And as we lift you up in worship and in praise and in community, Father, may you just get the glory. So we praise you and we love you. And all God's people say, amen, amen, amen. How about a hand for Jesus, everybody? You know, I forgot to tell you guys my punchline at the beginning. I saw two miracles today. Number one, Riz is wearing pants. Like, what's up with that? I know you have a job now besides being a pastor, but I've never seen you wear pants on a Sunday church. You, I actually wore shorts because I always wear shorts, but I, you blew me away. Second miracle I saw was most of our church is actually was on time today, like my church, right? Our church, you tell them 9.30, we're lucky if we start by 9.41, right, Lenny? Right? Worship team waiting. When are we starting? I don't know when everybody comes. So... I saw two miracles today, so I think we should just pray and go home. But, but no, we're not going to do that, right? So I kind of wanted to start off with this. Um, I don't want to assume, but I will, that most of us in here have a relationship with God, with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, I, I, at some different level, right? Uh, if you haven't entered into a relationship yet, don't worry about it. God's got you. One of the things that I've shared when I was younger was, like, I remember telling a friend at a football game, and... He was very inebriated, and I wasn't, I was a little bit inebriated. And by the way, drunk, inebriated, if you guys know what it means. He's like, oh, by the way, how's it going, Sean? We go bus. And now, you know what? I found Jesus. He looks at me and he goes, why, Jesus was lost. And I stood a step back and said, you know what? No, I don't think Jesus, yeah. So, right? If you haven't entered to the relationship yet, that's fine. Because God found you, He's going to get you, He's going to show you that His love is uncomparable. He's going to pursue you until you say yes, so don't worry about that. Some of you may be struggling in your faith, and that's fine. We all struggle. But just know that until the day that we all go home, and we'll all go home one day, God will continue to pursue us. Because at some point in time in our lives, we were all once prodigal sons or daughters. We all were, right? Whether it was our, drama, our trauma or our hurts or our sins, we all ran from the Father thinking he was mad of us, and he wasn't. Our God, the God that we know, is patient, kind, and compassionate. He'll wait for us to return. He really will. 
So wherever you're at in your walk of faith, don't worry about it. God sees you. He knows you. He loves you. And even with all the baggage that we have, the hurts, the traumas, the mess, the wounds, the offensives, God wants to set us free. Because you know why? We are his sons and daughters. We are his sons and daughters. So no matter where in the spectrum that you are today, walking, talking, long-time Christian, still with faults, a struggling Christian, with whatever that means, or even an unbeliever, don't worry about it. But I want to share with you three basic things that I believe that we need to understand as followers of Christ. Number one, you and I are a creation of the Most High God. And you can't do anything about it, right? God created us in his image and likeness. For me, I understand this, to do great things, whatever that looks like in our lifetime. And not just to do things, but to be the things they called us to be. There's a reason why we're called human beings and not human doings, right? We're so worried about doing things, but it's God who created that identity in us. And the value that we have is from him. If you don't know by now the enemy, and there is an enemy, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy your hope, your fate, your dreams. But the Jesus that died on the cross, he came to bring you life, eternal life with him. And that's our identity. So the first thing I want to make sure we all know is that our identity is set in him, not in what you do or who you are, but it's in him. And that's a whole message series that needs to be taught. I think he has done it before, I've done it before, right? But it's identity. The second thing I want you know to be based on this is this, that as a follower of Christ, as a believer, as a disciple, as a learner, as a lover of Christ, our main commandment, and I never tell you this, but the Bible tells us this, and my church has heard us say this over and over again, is to love God and to love people. I use a tagline in all my posts, aloha God, aloha people. I do it all the time. And as we love God and love people, as we love ourselves, that's what we're called to do. That's our job. That's our function. That's our end game is to love God and to love people. Knowing our identity and knowing that we're called to love God and love people, our third purpose in life is to go make disciples. Right? Scripture says in Matthew, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teach them to obey my commands, and I'll be with you forever. Now, your nation Maybe Japan, maybe China, maybe Argentina, maybe the Ukraine. Your nation may be your backyard. Your nation may be your family. Your nation may be your workplace. But if we are set in our identity, and we know that our job is to love God and love people, and I use the word love because sometimes it's hard to like people, right? How many of you get upset by somebody just this morning, coming here from church in your car? Raise your hand, right? It's, a, it's hard to like people, but we're called to love people, right? So knowing our identity, knowing what we're supposed to do is to love God, love people, our last thing is to make, go make disciples. Teaching them about Jesus. Teaching them about the love of Jesus, the laws of what Jesus has us to do. So the question I have for you today is how? How do we, in our flesh, in our hurts, in our damage, in our baggage, get healing, get whole, and do all that God's asked us to do in the time that we have. So what I wanted to share with you today in the time that I have left is that there's this thought, this concept that maybe some of you have heard this before. It's a way of life, but it's a word that I guarantee you, you guys have heard it before. I said it three times this morning. I believe that when we choose to do this, 
that when we choose to be this and we choose to live this lifestyle, the design that God gave in our hearts and our minds, that even though we are imperfect people, we serve a perfect God. And the word I want to share with you today is aloha. It's all about aloha. My good friend Donna O'Brien, you guys, some of you know her, don't know her, she has this line now called aloha all over. Right? Aloha all over. It's the word aloha. Some of you may have heard this message given at a workplace. I mean, it's funny. This thing is, this concept of aloha is all of a sudden becoming real again now because in the time that we live in, there really is a lot of no aloha. There really is a lot of time of judgments, of criticism, critical thinking, critical badgering, that aloha is becoming a commodity that's not being looked at. So check out this slide. You can't really see it, but I'm going to read it. It's called, What is Aloha? I didn't create this. I have a good friend, uh, Alan Cardenas, who's a pastor, and this guy named Pono Shim, who's a classmate of mine, is a little older, that have been teaching this across the state of Hawaii for the last 15, 10, 15 years, but I've been making sure that I understand it and live it. And I'll read it to you because it's kind of small on the screen, sorry. It says, what is aloha? What is this special spirit that is universally spoken of? For some of us, it is more than a greeting, but rather a life force that defines who we are and why we are here. Anti Pilahi Paki, who is a, a kupuna or a, a very, very reverend auntie of ours in Hawaii. She was like an educator, but she also was a mentor to people, says this. Who, she was a keeper of the secrets of Hawaii. She tasked several of her students to be prepared for the future when the world would be in collapse. <laughs> Are we in collapse now or not? I think we're pretty close to it. She spoke of the time when Hawaii would have the remedy to save the world. And the remedy was aloha. In 1970, at a governor's conference, she introduced modern Hawaii to a deeper understanding of law. I'm going to share with you a little bit of that after. The next slide says, A secret of aloha is that a person cannot do one of the principles without truly doing all of them. And if you're not doing one of them, you're not doing any of them. So to be living aloha is to live all of the principles. An even deeper meaning of aloha that Auntie Pilahi Paki shared with us that can be found in a quote from Queen Liliokalani, who was the queen of Hawaii before the overthrow of the government. In 1917, after Queen Liliokalani had seen the end of the Hawaiian monarchy, she said to her Hanai daughter, Lydia K. Aholo, to gain the kingdom of heaven is to hear what is not said, to see what is, cannot be seen, and to know the unknowable. unknowable. That is aloha. Let me say that again. To gain the kingdom of heaven, which is what the Bible says to do, on the kingdom of heaven, to come to earth, right? That's what Jesus talked about, right? To gain the kingdom of heaven is to hear what is not said, to see what cannot be seen, and to know the unknowable. That is the law. All things in this world are two in heaven. All things in this world are two in heaven. There is but one. Right? On earth, there's right and wrong. There's good and evil. There's bad and not bad. There's right and there's left. But in heaven, there's just God. Right? There's a quote that has been probably spoken over a million times over the last 20 years. Antipilai Paki said this, The world returned to Hawaii as they searched for world peace because Hawaii has the key, and that key is aloha. Before I move on, the first time I met Riz, white, how old are you now, Riz? 40? 
38. So you're a young 30 years old, 31 when I met you, 32 when I met you, right? This young guy from the mainland that I just met, God did aloha in him. He might not have called it aloha, but it was actually was God's love. And that's why this quote that Auntie Pilai said that the world returned to Hawaii as they search for world peace because Hawaii is a key. And that key is aloha. And that aloha is you and I, right? Two things I want you to know about those slides. Number one, I know for a fact in history I've stated that Queen Likolani was a follower of Christ. In her writings, in her memoirs, in her actions, even when she was stripped of her title during the overthrow of Hawaii, she had the love of God and the love of people, even though she didn't like the people and what they were doing at that time. But in her heart, she was righteous with the Father. The word righteous in Hawaiian is pono. She had the righteousness of Christ in her life. So number two, Auntie Pilahi, I didn't know her. I don't know of her other than what her quotes have said, but I do know the people that have been affected by her. But her words and her actions and her thoughts and her memoirs were filled with aloha. That whatever she said and whatever she shared in her mana'o or her knowledge was based on the words of God and not secular. So this word aloha is more than just a word, right? Some of you, right, we say it all day, aloha, we think it's I love you or how's it going, right? But it's more than a word. So before I continue on, I, I want to do this and I, my church gets upset at me every time. We'll do a little 30 second, well, maybe a minute, active participation. Turn to your neighbor, no more than three people. Like, don't, don't share the whole table. Two, three people. Just answer this question. Should you go to the next slide? What does aloha mean to you? 30 seconds or less, two or three people, each get 30 seconds. Ready, set, go. Okay, 10 second warning, 10 second warning. It is, what time is the kid supposed to be picked up? <laughs> okay, so whatever you think aloha means to you, that's great, but I'm gonna give you some, a law, it's actually a law. Do you know that in Hawaii, seriously, that there's a law called the Hawaii Law of the Aloha Spirit. It's in Hawaii Revised Statutes 5, 7.5. And it was signed into law in 1986, which I think right now that's 37 years ago because that's when I graduated. Right? So it's a law. This is a law, literally. So I'm going to read this for you, and we're going to talk about it real quick, right? So Hawaii Revised Statute 7.5, 
called the Aloha Spirit Law, is the coordination of mind and heart within each person. It brings each person to the self. Each person must think and emote good feelings to others in the contemplations and presence of the life force, Aloha, the following Unuhi, oh, I said this earlier, Unuhi Laula Aloha, which means like a translation or an, I use it as like an acronym, can be used, right? So the A in Aloha stands for Akahai, which means to be kind, to be expressed with tenderness. The L means Lokahi, meaning unity, to be expressed with harmony. The O is Olu Olu, meaning agreeable, to be expressed with pleasantness. The H is Ha 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 meaning humility to be expressed with modesty. And the last A is ahunui, meaning patience, to be expressed with perseverance. Oh, you guys see those words? That's in the Bible, right? Right? Okay. So the law continues on that. These are traits of character that express the charm, warmth, and sincerity of Hawaii's people. It was a working philosophy of native Hawaiians and was presented as a gift to the people of Hawaii. Aloha is more than a word of greeting or farewell or a salutation. Aloha means mutual regard and affection and extends warmth and caring with no obligation in return. Aloha is the essence of relationships in which each person is important to every other person for collective existence. Aloha means to hear what is not said, to see what cannot be seen, and to know the unknowable. The quote from Queen Lilikulani. In exercising their power on behalf of the people and in fulfillment of their responsibilities, obligations, and service to the people, the legislature, governor, lieutenant governor, executive officers of each department, the chief justice, associate justices and judges of the appellate court, circuit and district courts may contemplate and reside with the life force and give consideration to the law of spirit. 1986 was signed, signed into law. So based on the aloha law, if you and I don't live out aloha or have no aloha, and we don't live by the values of aloha, we're breaking the law. We're breaking the law of this land, right? And don't worry, I break it every day. <laughs> so give yourself a break, because we all do, right? We're flesh. Until we go home to the Lord, we're going to be imperfect people having to repent and ask for forgiveness. What if I told you this today? Next slide. That a definition of a law that I consider is love. A law is love. It's God's love. It's a conditional love. It's agape love. Would you agree with that definition? I don't know. Is it biblical, you may ask? Let's look at some scripture. Go to the first slide, the next slide. 1 John 4, verses 7 to 9 of the NSB says this, Beloved, let's love one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. 8. The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. By this, the love of God is revealed in us that God has sent his only son into the world so that we may live through him. Aloha, love. John 13, 34, 35. Jesus' greatest commandment to us all, right? I'm giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have loved one another. 1 Corinthians 13, we all know the love verse, right? The love, love is patient, love is kind, right? That one, right? 13, 4 starts off with love is patient, love is kind. It is not jealous, love does not brag, it is not arrogant. It does not act disgracefully, it does not seek its own benefit. It is not provoked, does not keep an account of a wrong suffered. 
It does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. It keeps every confidence. It believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Verse 8, love never fails. But if there are gifts, and we can go through the whole scripture about prophecy, we can talk about that later. Going through verse 13, but now faith, hope, and love remain. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Aloha is love. God's unconditional love. Galatians 5, 22, 23 from the New King James Version. Next slide. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such thing there is no law. Next slide. Aloha is love. It's God's love, unconditional love, agape love. I want to kind of share with you guys real quick and go over with you so you kind of understand the concept of this acronym that this law of Hawaii has come up with, right? So I'm going to say the word, repeat it after me, akahai. That's kindness. How do you express kindness every day? What do you do in your life to express kindness with tenderness? One of the lessons points to talk about is I will control myself no matter what you do to me. No matter what offense you throw at me, no matter if you cut me off in the parking lot, no matter if you took my job, I will show kindness to you. That's akahai. The L is lokahi. Say lokahi. That's unity. And that's expressed in harmony. What Riz is doing with the other groups, other churches, other organizations, whether it be One Love Church or the Kiwanis or Aloha Harvest, that's unity. What you guys are doing, Reality Honolulu, you guys are creating unity. What we're doing today in church, that's unity. Next one, a little bit harder. Say Olu Olu. This one says agreeable expressed with pleasantness. The way I say it is agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. We can have olu-olu with somebody. We might not agree what they're saying or what they're doing, but we can agree to disagree. That's just the way it is. And that one is that I will listen and understand respectfully. I might not agree with you, but I want to have olu-olu for you. Right? The next one is ha-ha. You got to say it fast. Ha-ha. Say it fast. There you go. <laughs> That's humility expressed with modesty. Humility is funny. A lot of us are from the Asian culture in here, right? Humility from an Asian standpoint is you don't want to be, you don't want to be in front. You don't want to be noticed. You don't want anybody to know anything about you. And that's a false humility. What have I learned about humility is knowing who I am in the presence of God. That's humility. God created us with gifts and talents for great things. Not to be boastful about it or to be the man standing at the podium or whatever it may be, is to know that who I was created in the image of God and likeness for great things. And knowing that I may not be perfect at it all, but I will humbly, with humility, do what I need to do. Right? One of those things that I do that I believe I have a gift of is I can bring out the treasures in people somehow, whether they like it or not. (laughs) I tend to shepherd people to God's very best, sometimes kicking and screaming, but that's just a gift that God's given some of us in this world, right? And the last A is ahonui. Say ahonui. It's patience expressed with perseverance. That's the one I struggle with every day. I don't know about you, but how many of you are impatient in here? Raise your hand. Are you guys there raising your hand? You guys lying. Because right now you're like, hey, Pastor, hurry up being impatient right now, right? <laughs> Go back to the John 13 scripture. I'm giving you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you, that you also love one another. 
By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. I don't know if any of you guys have heard about the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible. How many have heard of that Hawaiian Pigeon Bible? Raise your hand. I don't know if you ever quoted the Hawaiian Pigeon Bible in Reality Church, Riz, but I'm doing it today. Bring up the next screen. John 13, 34, 35 says this. I give you guys a new thing you got to do. Show love and aloha for you guys. Just like I show love and aloha for you guys, that's how you guys got to show love and aloha for each other. If all you guys show love and aloha for each other, then everybody going to know you, my guys. And so what I wanted to share with you guys today, and I told Riz this earlier in the prayer team, right? Reality Honolulu, you need to know that God's love is in you guys. What you guys do, not just on this Saturday thing, what you guys have done from day one and coming into Honolulu, in Kaimuki, Manoa, and here, people know that you are disciples of God by your love. By your love of God and of each other. And of community that you didn't even know. So I want you guys really to understand really, Honolulu, what you guys are doing in this community, in this state, is aloha. You guys need to hear that because you guys, Riz, I love you, man. What you guys are doing to touch this area is so unreal. So unreal. I've been a Christian for 21 years this year. Been a pastor for 15 of it. I've been a so-called senior pastor for the last three. My heart's desire is to love God and to love people. And the way that God's asking my wife, he told me and I and our church to do it, is to partner, is to create unities with other churches so that God's love can be seen. God's love is evident in church, but it's got to be evident the other five, six days of the week. Francis Chan has this quote. Go to the next slide. Do you know that nothing you do in this life will ever matter unless it is about loving God and loving the people that he has made? He told me and I also are, are full-time workforce, right? I'm a manager down at Matson. She's a nurse at Copeland Hospital. The marketplace needs aloha. The hospitals need aloha. The schools need aloha. The businesses need aloha. And so wherever you're at, whatever your position, whatever your sphere of influence is at, needs aloha. As a collective body, as this church, as your reality, Honolulu's life spring, we can do that by demonstrating the love of God through aloha, through being kind, to being unified in what we do, to agree even when we disagree, to be humble when we're doing it, and not humble like, oh, no, 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 not me. No, it's all of us. And to have patience with each other. One thing I learned is I'm going to fail my wife, I'm going to fail my kids, I'm going to fail everybody every day. But there's grace in that failure to make sure that I can fill out what God's been doing in my life, wants me to do in my life. Craig Grugishel posted this post the other day. Love isn't just what God does. It's who he is. And that's aloha. There's three things I want to try to impart on you guys today. One of them was to 
to share with you a little bit about this Hawaii state law. And trust me, whether you've lived here all your life, whether you've been here seven years, whether you've been here a year or however long you've been here, this thing that we call the law is God's love. We don't own it. Hawaiians don't own it. Right? The native people of Hawaii don't own aloha. God owns it. But as people of God, we're called to steward the kindness, the unity, the agreement, the, the humility, and the patience of God to those around us. God's word is aloha all over. And that's what he wants us to do. It's his gift to us. Whether you're a native Hawaiian, whether you're a visitor from the mainland, whether you're coming through here for whatever. It's God's gift to us. It's God's gift to us, and we call to steward it. Second thing I wanted to do, as I just shared earlier, right, I wanted to encourage all of you that are members of Reality Honolulu, keep doing what you guys are doing. Keep reaching out to the community. Keep following your pastor as he follows Jesus. Keep pressing into the word. Keep doing what God created you to be. Our senior pastor, Pastor Rob, or Pastor, whatever you call him, did a message a couple of weeks ago called The Other Side of Love is Obedience. We cannot love if we don't obey what God calls us to do. It's hard, you can try, but at some point in time you're going to get frustrated because you're going to have a hard time love because you're not following God's word or God's thing. So aloha, love, and obedience come hand in hand. I fully believe that as we as churches, as we as church leaders, continue to hui, the word hui is like you, you link arms and you do it together to reach the loss, that God gets the glory. We have probably over, I don't know, 10,000 churches in the state of Hawaii. I don't know what the number is. Different kind of denominations, different kind of teaching styles, all with the gifting of the fivefold ministry, right? Some churches are apostolic. Some churches are very evangelistic. Some churches are very pastor-led and some churches are teacher-led and, right? Some teachers are just, they're just different churches, but we cannot do it without each other. Psalms 133 is my last scripture for the day, says this. And God put this on my heart probably about six months ago, eight months ago. Actually, no, end of the last year. It says, behold how good and how pleasant it is for brothers to live together in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down upon the beard as on, on Aaron's beard. The oil which ran down upon the edge of his robes is like the dew of Hermon coming down upon the mountains of Zion. For the Lord commanded the blessing there, life forever. When brethren, when you and other friends of your other churches gather in unity and worship God and love each other, that's Jesus' blessing. So we got to be able to do that with non-believers. We got to be able to show them the love of God. Even though they might not know God yet, we can show them the love of God and then let God touch their hearts in that way. So there's a couple of reminders I want you guys to go through today, Right? One of my taglines that I kind of put on when I say stuff, choose aloha, live aloha, be aloha. Actually, it's be the aloha. Right? Blessed, no blast. I think one of your guys' proverbs was, whatever comes out of the mouth can either build up life or break down life. Blessed, no blast. Serve with aloha. Do what you guys continue to do. This thing that you guys are doing on Saturday, I'm in. I'm going to come and 
work side by side with Riz and your guys' church for however long you guys do it. Because you know why? I'm a lazy Hawaiian. I'm not going to create something new that you guys are already doing. <laughs> Riz had to go through all the hassles of getting the permits and getting the food bank license and organizing. No, I just show up and do the work, right? So I'm not going to create something that's already working. I'll come and partner with Riz, right? So whatever way you serve, whether it's on the community outreaches or tutoring our schools or whatever, just keep serving with Aloha, right? And my thing, because I'm like this, right? Be part of the solution and not part of the problem. If you got a problem with something, solve it. Come up with options for it. Don't just grumble about it, right? If you don't like something going on in church or place, come up with a solution. Your boss might not like it, but it's better than grumbling about the problem. And this one I always struggle with because I, I uh, be a reformer and not a rebeller. Because by, by nature, I'm very non-compliant. Yeah, non I was say uncompliant. I'm very non-compliant to a lot of things. But instead of rebelling, I'll reform it. So that's pretty much it, right? Choose aloha, live aloha, be aloha. And the three, two questions I got is, why not live aloha? Why not be who God called you to be? And when I see Tommy to come up and I wanted her to uh, pray an impartation or whatever she wants to do, my wife is always right, so I kind of let her close it up. And after she prays, uh, we're going to ask the worship team to come up. And uh, One of the cool things that I, I saw when I first got to um, see Riz and, and how, how you guys make room for God on, on the service days, whether it be sitting at the foot over here and lying down or praying or taking communion or getting prayer, that's so awesome because it allows room for God to work after the pastor did a long-winded message and you don't know what he said. And you're like, well, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but can you talk to me? But it gives you the opportunity to ask that. So I'll turn it over to you, Tommy, and then I'll come back and close this up. Good job. That was a great word. Yeah. So... Um, Sean has a lot of the words. He's the Portuguese in the family, and I'm not so. I hear from the Lord, but sometimes I have a hard time expressing it. So bear with me. Um, but it's funny because I did not, usually he'll, he'll read his message or tell me what he's talking about. And I knew he was going to talk about Aloha today, but um, I didn't know exactly what. And while we were worshiping, um, just such an awesome worship team that you guys have just bringing us into the the presence of the Lord, um, he gave me this scripture, and it's First John 4, and in the Passion Translation, it says this. So let me just start off by reading this. God is love. Those who are loved by God, let his love continually pour from you to one another, because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by, the God, by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has not yet to know God, for God is love. The light of God, God's love shined within us when he sent his matchless son into the world so that we might live through him. This is love. He loved us long before we loved him. It was his love, not ours. He proved it by sending his son to be a pleasing sacrifice, sacrificial offering to take away our sins. So anyway, during worship, um, sometimes the Lord just gives me like pictures of things. And this is what I saw of you guys' church. 
Um, and the word that he said to me was real. Reality is real. I know it was reality, but I kept seeing real, <laughs> real. And um, I just saw, you know, like, like a, a pot, and it was like cracked. And um, how many of us know that we're all not perfect and we're all cracked in different areas, right? But there is this light that came in and shone through those cracks. And I feel like that is it. When you guys are real about those cracks in your life, God will use it. And I felt like it was almost like a weapon that he was giving you, that as you are real, as you're vulnerable, like people don't have to see you as being perfect Christians. They just want you to be real people. They want to see that you guys are just real like them. And that's the way that they can connect and feel like they can be a part. Um, and because God's family is for all people, right? And all of us are imperfect. Like, like Sean just said, we are imperfect people that serve a perfect God. And so those cracks, those things in your life that maybe you thought were hard and difficult, I feel like those are the very things that he's using in each one of you to shine God's light. And what is God's light? It's his love because God is love. And um, there's this, I'm Japanese, but um, there's this art form in Japan where they take broken um, pots or, or clay pottery or things and they um, put it together with gold. And it's called kintsugi. And so I feel like that's what the Lord does. If we allow him into those areas of our hearts that are broken or cracked, he will make it beautiful by putting that gold, by putting his presence, um, by overlaying that with his goodness for it to be used to further his kingdom. So I just wanted to encourage you guys, and we just thank you for allowing us to be here. But I feel like that, you know, God has created you guys all to be that light, not under the basket, but on top of the hill and everywhere, right, for the world to see. And so just allow God into those areas that maybe, you know, he's trying to put some gold and lay and use to reach out to others and allow that light, his love, so that you can receive more of his presence and his Father's love in your heart. So that's what's going to reach and touch others, not by being like that perfect person, but because we are imperfect. He's going to use us. So thank you for letting us be here, and I hope that that encourages you guys. And I mean, okay, so I'm just going to pray that over you guys. Um, Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be here. I thank you for this church ohana, Lord, that just loves you so much. And it is such a blessing, Lord, to come together and join arms to hui with them in all that they are doing, Lord, and all that we are doing, God, and just come together. This is your body. Nothing pleases you more than seeing us come together in unity of heart and mind and thought because we love you so much, Lord, but it's your love. You loved us first. You sent us Jesus. You called each one of us into this place. So we're just so grateful and thankful for you, Father. And right now, 
I just pray that every person here, Holy Spirit, just speak to their hearts. Just go, just allow yourself to let the Lord come into every room and area of your heart, Lord. Like that, that you would not keep anything from Him, that you could search our hearts, O Lord. Search our hearts, O Lord. And those areas that maybe still need a little gold, that you would bring healing, Lord. And that you would use those very areas that we are imperfect to be perfect in you. And I know, Lord, that it is your plan, your heart, to reach all who do not know you. We cannot love them like you love them, Lord. So I just pray right now, Father, allow your love to just flow into each heart. Speak to them, touch them. Only you can bring that kind of transformation in our hearts and in our lives. And we desire, Lord, to be used by you to be that light, to shine your light to be the aloha to the world around us that is hurting and that needs you so much. So thank you, Father. We just thank you so much for your love and your goodness. You are so faithful, so faithful and good. And so right now, we're just going to allow you to just flow your love into each one of us. And in it, Lord, we pray that you be glorified and magnified and honored. That people would see you when they see us. In Jesus' precious and matchless name we pray. Amen.